I'm Chris. I'm Adam. I'm Topher. Uh, today we're talking about band rehearsals, and we're joined in studio by our good friend Chris Collier, who will be here shortly. Um, as usual, we're going to have our riff of the day, and we're going to be featuring a song by local singer-songwriter Jonah Leatherman. Uh, let's get to it. How are we doing today, guys? We're getting right into it. We're getting right into it. <laughs> Man, it feels like we've been at it. It feels like we've been at this for like two hours now. Weird. <laughs> I I have gear news. Okay. Ooh, yeah. What, what do you want? What do you want to talk about? Uh, so uh, new things. Uh, just this week. So we're recording this January second. I think we've said that a few times. Um, but January eleventh, uh, which will be in the past, <laughs> I think. Uh. Looks like PRS and John Mayer are te- teasing their new uh, Silver Sky SE. Um, so that's supposed to be out here pretty soon. Uh, I, I think it's coming out in pink and red. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, but the SE series, if you don't know, is like their, their base basic model, okay. um, which for PRS is still $800. Still expensive. Yeah, it's it, still up there but in it's, price. But it's, you don't have to sell your limbs to buy it. Yeah, right. Um <laughs> And if you're familiar with the, the familiar with the Silver Sky, it's PRS's version of a Strat. Yeah, it's basically a Fender. Yeah, it, yeah, which <laughs> that's its own controversy. <laughs> um, another thing that's cool that uh, I saw, you guys will be not interested in this, is John Petrucci Petrucci released his uh, Neural DSP plugin, um, so you can now get the like John Petrucci amps and everything. Uh, you know, if you want to use that uh, direct it's that. Cool. That came out just last week. Um, and the last thing Topher had sent us, the uh, TC uh, Stereo Chorus Flanger just came out as well. Uh, that looks pretty cool, but I haven't listened to it at all. Have I, you? I haven't listened to it. It, it looked like a, I, it looked similar. They, they used to they used to make a stereo like chorus a, a long time ago. Oh, is yeah, it just it's, reissue? It's the reissue. Got it. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, but it's, it's supposed to be like one of TC's higher quality... Mm-hmm. Like it's not their their basic line. Um, yeah, the ones yeah. that they put in those include that style looking yeah. pedal have, were always really pretty good pedals. I thought it looks very much like Tech Twenty One style. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Um, but other than that, that's all I had for gear news. Unless you guys had anything else? Uh, mm-hmm. Not really. I feel like there's. I feel like a lot of gear has come out recently. I, yeah, I, I can't keep track we've of all of it. Talked about quite a bit. So. Problem is, like the, the last time we recorded has been uh, between now and the last time we recorded has been Christmas. Yeah, oh, so that's true. Yeah, uh, we I think we've talked about everything that has come out, and then companies. This is the dead time of year mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> for a lot of them up until probably February. I think oh, is when things are going to start hitting again. Yeah, I feel February, March, we'll probably see a ton of ton of yes. ton of gear coming out. Absolutely. Uh, is there speaking of? Um, is there? going to be a nam this year no there's no winter nam right i don't think i i don't i think they're just gonna do the summer one okay maybe so i i saw that they were only doing one this year okay yeah so summer's not happening till june so we really won't have anything to talk about until then. what <laughs> okay oh yeah so nam national association of music, music. merchants okay oh. n-a-m-m so they used to in the days pre-covid nam was the like big um what do you call it? Uh, it's it's a it's a music. It's uh, like it's, all the companies would get together and like network. Okay. And then that was the time of year they'd also release 
all of their stuff because okay. they, they had to sell it to the yeah it's kind of a convention i mean yes it's more, okay. more or less there's there's all the brand all the brands are there showing off the stuff they're about to release it's like oh, a baby it's like yeah <laughs> it's kind of you've been to gear fest yeah it, it's in town, gear fest. So it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> yes. If, yeah. No. No. It's but it, but Gearfest is a similar kind of concept, except it's a little more focused on customers and people. Yeah. yeah. Gearfest is for the public. Uh, Nam is for the. Uh, it's for the uh, distributors and for like. If we were if we were more famous, we might get invited to, you know, more yeah. well known. We might get invited to cover some stuff because all the YouTubers and uh, all that. They invite they invite like you know like guitar magazines mm-hmm. and all those things. People who would who would provide coverage. It's like yes. it's like anything that would be a news outlet for musicians. Mm-hmm. They will invite to these things to to so they can write articles and show videos mm. on new stuff coming out. They're also not supposed to sell anything there, but apparently oh. that happens like under the table for a little bit. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they talk about it like most of the other YouTubers talk about it like, oh yeah, I had to step out of the conference the conference to <laughs> purchase this from some provider or something some, like from that. Some person in yeah. the dark alley. Yeah, exactly. If anyone would like to invite us to a future one, we would be happy to come and uh, because we are in Fort Wayne, and it's happening in Nashville, which is not that not far, very far away. Yeah, that's uh, five hours. Yeah. Oh, we can do that. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, Nam. Uh, but uh, point is, um, usually if it would happen in February, we would have all sorts of stuff to talk about because they would be releasing everything. But yeah. now, Summer Nam, the smaller of the two, okay. it doesn't happen until June or July. Some, July. Something like that, yeah. Gearfest happens in June, I think. Yep. It yeah, so yeah. timing-wise. Yep. Cool. Um, so we're going to move on to our original Rift Challenge with Guest Judge. Who will magically appear. Mm-hmm. Yep. All good. right, so we're going to have a Guest Judge for this week's Rift Challenge, uh, because we're not lazy. And I'm just... back by popular demand. Actually, you're here first. You're like a, you're a premonition. You know what? People <laughs> like this appearance so much, I'm going to come back for a full episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So, we're joined by David Wynn, who will be a guest judge, along with Topher. <laughs> Put your shirt back on. All right. So, this week's Rift Challenge. Uh, oh, this is your Rift Challenge. Uh, you want to read it? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to find it real quick. Oh, yeah. You want me to read it? Do it. Okay. Yeah, Chris wrote this one. Uh, In a parallel dimension, Simon and Garfunkel's producer think they need to add a bit of edge to stay relevant. Feeling a little too groovy one evening, they decide to call up their buddy Dimebag Daryl to lay down some sick-ass Pantera-style leads over a track or two. (laughs) I I feel like you should do the honors, Chris, since you wrote this one. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) We're not flipping this this week. Here we go. I call this Pantera and Garfunkel.
I would like to apologize ahead of time to the family. The Yo, that family. slaps! I respect um, it. I, I was waiting for some pinch harmonics. Um, um, I can't pinch harmonic for anything. <laughs> I, I have worked on it, and I can do it if I really concentrate, but not in the middle of a riff. Okay, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it was like 90% Dimebag. Yeah. You're 90% <laughs> as good as Dimebag That's the best compliment I could ever hope for. <laughs> All, right. All right, Adam. I, could, could you add some more trouble, though? Uh, like, I tried, and my EQ ran out of room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a, that was an approximation of a Randall as much as Logic Pro would let me. <laughs> I always wanted to write, like, uh, like catchphrases for brands, mm-hmm. for gear. And, like, I, I, I had one for Randall, and it was just going to be, we hope you like gain. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh I'm, oh, I'm wearing my um, my Ola England T-shirt. So that uh, yeah, I, Randall Satan. Yes, yeah. I need one of those. <laughs> All right, let's hear what you got. All right, what did I call this? Uh, uh I called this Simon and Garfunkel take a walk. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, and and I I can't shred. Uh, so so we. Uh, this is it's. It is what it is. Hard to chug over like <laughs> finger picked like yes. straight timed like guitar. <laughs> as much as I enjoyed staying true to both oh, uh, both the, the prettiness and the riffing, I, I gotta give it to the shredder over here. Um, like I said, he got me ninety percent of the way to dime bag. Um, I w- I wouldn't call what I did shredding. I just turned up the gain. Oh. Maybe that's it. You, you, you moved your fingers <laughs> in a quicker, in way. a moderately fast manner. That's <laughs> all right. I'll take the, you pulled the, the carry king more than anything. That's, yeah. The I metal mean, zone failed me. That. Sorry, buddy. That actually was a metal zone. <laughs> it actually was metal zone. Nice. Respect. Oh. All right, we're jumping right into our main topic today. Today is our we have our guest Chris Collier, uh, who we're going to be talking about band rehearsals. And why do we have you on here? Tell tell, tell us who you are and where do we find you? Because I uh, uh, play drums, a lot oh. of drums. No, I'm <laughs> like a lot of drums. I'm, I'm a drum whore or drummer. I mean, I'm a drummer for uh, four different bands here in Fort Wayne. So uh, the Kickbacks, Sarek the Majestic Fuzz Beast. Um, Decade Divide and Soda System of Dying Angels, which is a System of a Down tribute band. Nice, very cool. And very busy. We'll be happy to uh, link link all of those in our description to our four <laughs> subscribers. <Thank you. laughs> hey, we finally have a kickback page. I think we so. have like twelve. We have twenty four actually. Oh, 
on on YouTube. Oh. Yeah. Uh -huh. yes. Yeah. Which I think most are us. But <laughs> so if you're watching the videos, please sign up. Yes. Uh, anyways, let's uh, jump into the questions. All right. So the, uh, this will be like I think a group discussion because. <laughs> I don't think we're just going to quiz you on this is yeah. what's happening and during rehearsal. Here's your topic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, we've all kind of have a lot of lot of experience with this. Sh yeah. Uh, so let's uh, let's talk about preparing for rehearsals. Uh, like, what does everybody expect out out of bandmates uh, before you get to practice? So ideally, if if you're going into a rehearsal, you if it's a rehearsal, you need to know your material before you're even getting to the to the rehearsal. You don't want to be learning your songs at the rehearsal. That wastes so much time. I mean, of course, like, you're going to be learning how everyone plays it together. Like, you're going to be... It's still a learning process when you're at rehearsal, but definitely rehearse before... Practice. practice. Yeah. You, got, you got to come prepared. You got to know your part. You got to be familiar with it because, um, like you said, you've got to be able to put it together with the rest of the musicians in your group. Um, for me, it, it does depend on the group. Um, some of the cover bands, we definitely want to walk in there prepared. You want to know the song. Um, but when it comes to like writing, if you're going to have a writing session, right. um, maybe a snippet through whatever platform you share music with. Um, sometimes with, with the kickback, specifically this original, um, we just jam. So there's really no preparing. Um, but like with Soda and uh, Decade Divide, it's here's your song for the guitar. So here's your tuning. Here's the part you're gonna sing, and then I have, ready. I have a question for you as a drummer specifically. I know for me, <laughs> oops, sorry. I know for me, like I like to show up, uh, <laughs> especially for cover tunes. I like to have the sheets and everything ahead of time. Do you care about sheets all that much? Um, so it depends on the band. Mm -hmm. uh, Decade Divide has definitely challenged me in terms of. Um, they like to be like exactly what the music is. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the 2000 emo pop punk that we play is very um, syncopated and intricate. Mm -hmm. So there's a little bit of like trying to find drum sheets and watching videos and watching live videos. Okay. Um, Soda is completely different because it's a lot of songs you're already familiar with. Um, and it's a little easier mm -hmm. in terms of technicality. Are, are you the uh, like I know so these two are, are both band leaders. Do you are you usually the band leader at yes. any point? Okay, uh, so do you put together sheets or no? Okay. no I, I don't know squat about music or music theory. So. Okay, well <laughs> these look shiny and fancy, but I don't have a clue. <laughs> I, I book, uh, I manage, I do all the networking for both the kickbacks, uh, Sarek and Soda. Uh, Decade divides kind of a shared thing, but mm -hmm. mainly uh, Walker and Ryder do that. Okay, cool, cool. So, I, I know like. You said some of the some of your groups will do like strict to the music. Do you guys like how how in in depth do you go, or do you guys do you generally like do loose stuff? So does a tribute band, so we try and get it like right on, right spot um, on. So okay. it's like you know when we perform, it's we're wearing makeup, we're we're we are oh, system nice. of down. Nice, um, nice. So like the music has to be pretty much authentic. Um, Decade divide is pretty authentic. Um, you know, ninety percent hit is pretty good because okay. it's not a tribute band, but it's uh, we we do dedicate ourselves to the craft. Um, the kickbacks we do a lot of our own stuff. Um, we'll take a song and make it our own. Uh, we play like, for instance, one of my favorites. We play uh, Imagine Dragons, Radioactive. Okay. We completely like hard rock, almost metal it up. Nice. And there's actually a video nice. of that somewhere. It's called Radioactive, cool. um, where we played it at Piers. Mm -hmm. um, 
Sarah is a completely blues jam band, and everything she turns inside out and makes it her own. Thing. Okay, so nice. it really just depends. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, it feels like it feels like if you're playing like specific music, like a tribute to exact covers, mm-hmm. you know that that does require obviously everybody's got to come in yeah. knowing everything, rather than yep. if you're kind of just playing with songs and mess you know doing your own thing with them or or if you're doing original music then obviously it's right let's take this pop tune and turn it into a bluegrass jam yeah i would never do that (laughs) never (laughs) what about you i you you guys kind of go back and forth i know so i've heard you guys do pretty i shouldn't wouldn't say strict covers but you guys go back and forth between fairly strict covers and fairly we i mean we stayed Mm -hmm. close to what the sound is but we're definitely not strict we're Mm -hmm. We're learning the basic chord structures and then making it our own because mainly because I, I'm not as technical as as some of the other members of my band. So. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I don't. Um, maybe it's just me. I don't think technicality has a lot to do with it because I know there's definitely stuff where, like, uh, we're definite. We definitely have the technical ability to play it. At least you know when when we do heartache stuff. But it's sometimes it's like well that that might not be the like the point like sometimes we're just having fun (laughs) it's a a good start like if everybody recognizes the if you're especially gonna do a cover you recognize okay this is the song now how do we want to turn it into ours like if you're doing that Mm -hmm. but uh, and again i'm i don't play guitar but like with tuning and chord structure and like Mm -hmm. do we really want to play it standard or do we want to drop it Mm -hmm. you know um vocally and like are we going to play it to the t what parts are we going to flip around i think one thing that's kind of important to decide for all that is what is the major identifier for the song like is it a is it a strict a strongly vocal song that Mm -hmm. that catches everybody is it have a certain hook that's bringing you in because if it's just there's no real big hook for uh guitar you know no instrumental piece that's really out there then more than likely it's going to be the vocals and you have some freedom with how you're building your song oh so yeah, yeah you got to find that part that people are, will hook onto and be familiar yeah. with and, and with radioactive is that way the intro is completely like you've no idea what's coming mm-hmm. and then once the the first verse hits and you hear the lyrics and you're like whoa like i know this song and people <laughs> yeah. start singing because they know the song but mm-hmm. we, we completely hard rock it yeah right. yeah that made me think of like what if you were to do like smoke in the water without the guitar hook oh <laughs> like that's that, that, that's immediately what i thought like i, I would that would be so left field for the audience to hear. Okay. Yeah. I know for I know for the at least for our band the for the heartache uh, like a lot of the covers we choose are kind of not stuff that fits in our style so so we're not really generally being true to them but but I do think it, you do have to listen for you right like hooks like specific things that always catch somebody's attention a lot of times that's vocal melodies for us yeah. but, it's um, usually a lot easier with like guitar solos those are usually <laughs> identifiable chorus the chorus is always identifiable that's usually like the hook part of it yeah you know if people don't recognize the verse because they don't really know the lyrics and all of a sudden you get to that the punch of the chorus and like oh I know this song yeah yeah see along I think that that might even be a good experiment sometime to have have a have a cover of like where the verses are entirely left field and then just come back on a real hooky chorus you um, know we actually are encore when we do covers for the kickbacks mm-hmm. is uh, we do sweet home so if you've ever seen us um you know everybody's always like free bird so we do sweet home alabama but in the midst of it with a lot of help from friends we throw in um vanilla ice 
Ice Baby. Nice. Uh, we throw uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince uh, the theme song. Um, we throw in Under Pressure, Bowie. Um, goodness, what else? Um, I don't even know the artist, but uh, Do you ever uh, To the Window, the... To the Wall. Oh, uh, uh, Little John. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, just a brief, but everybody recognizes all those things. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's born out of the root from Sweet Home. And, and it's different every time we play it. So that's one of the things. We don't rehearse that song. We've never rehearsed that song. It literally was somebody kept yelling Sweet Home at us, or uh, Freebird at us. And Eric came back and started tinkering. Uh, he turned around and said, hey, just go with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, we don't know uh, Freebird, fashion. dude. What are you doing? And then it became Sweet Home, and then it grew into that whole medley out of like, oh, I know this other song, and I know this other song. I think Kid Rock's in there. We got a Kid Rock. <laughs> I mean, there's yeah. literally like, it, it turns into like a 13-minute medley for us, but it's a good time. Everybody loves it. Nice. Court changes fit. Zero fit rehearsal. Zero it's rehearsal. Always different. Awesome. And if the illegals show up, we play the whole free bur- or a uh, whole. Well, keep mixing them up. The whole <laughs> sweet home, like all four <laughs> chorus, all four verses, the whole thing. So it begins like sixteen minutes. Jeez, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Is it, that does bring up a good point, though. I like. I mean, that brings us back around to like you said. That one's entirely just jammy. Like that. Is, that one's is. not not rehearsed I, at I, all. Sometimes we play the first two verses and we move on. Sometimes mm-hmm. we play the first and the third. Just depends on what Eric remembers while gotcha. we're playing. Yeah, understand. Definitely get it. Yeah, the one thing that's been weird for me moving from like large wind bands to to like rock pop bands, like it's it's always weird because when when you're in a large wind band, they'll they'll do like we're just gonna rehearse these two measures for like oh. 10 minutes straight. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever been a part of a group that does that unless it's been like uh, a real speed bump in the song. Like we get to it yeah. and you're like, okay, let's go back to this, you know, bridge right after here and then let's run that for a second. Um, Decade Divide specifically, the one thing they, I will say they go over um, is harmonies. So mm-hmm. a lot of times when we're, we get through the song, musically it's fine. Um, maybe they might say a few things about notes or whatever, but then they're like, let's, let's go through this chorus where we have harmonies and let's work out our parts and then do that but okay um, yeah that makes that makes a lot of sense so question for you then adam yeah so like i am the least vocal person here like like musically vocal person here like when you guys do I, I know like you and leo work out harmonies quite a bit like do you guys like generally have you done that in the past, have you done that during rehearsal or like with with the full band, or uh, what's what's easiest for you guys when when, you when she when she does sing with us? Um, yeah, we we rehearse before band practice, like just because okay. I mean it's both here. So. Just, well, I mean just uh, yeah. using like usually I, just an acoustic guitar okay. or something quiet so we can sing to it, and and part of that was you know we did the ukulele stuff together, so right. um, so it's I think it's easier sometimes to rehearse vocals, um, especially trying to get a tight harmony when there's not a t- like when there isn't drums and like loud stuff going on like if you can just have a, a clean guitar or something that's that's not uh, obscuring yep. you they'll play yeah. just like a simple chord i'll keep mm-hmm. time and then they, they do their three part especially if it's like tight harmonies where you're like you yeah, know, yeah like you're close thirds to... and stuff like that yeah fair enough okay cool any comments uh, <laughs> so i i don't know what i do i, I amy does all the cool harmonized stuff I just, I just sing. So that's I don't know anything. She, she just has I mean, to like. Yeah. Okay, this is but, where he's going. <laughs> so that's the opposite, right? So you guys, you guys do that during rehearsal, right? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Though, if we throw back to Zollinger days, 
Colton and I used to we'd we'd walk around singing like okay. we no not even guitars it, like we would definitely practice harmonizing just vocals just vocal stuff he's huh. okay see soda soda is a lot different because it's tribute and Jeff and Don both have their parts they know exactly like they they could pull up a video of System of a Down and mm -hmm. they know like I'm Surge and I'm the other guy. I don't know. I only know Surge. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. I'm Darren. Apparently, I don't. No, he's Darren. I don't know. Anyway, uh -huh. so they know their parts right away. So like, you know, Decade again has three part harmonies, and sometimes it's because it's a cover band. It's like, hey, you're singing this song, so you got to know all the verses and everything. And hey, you're singing this song. Uh, the most tricky one we have was we do. Um, we have done this together. We do uh, some 41's Fat Lip. Okay. So if you ever watch the video, like every all four members say something, mm -hmm. and it's just a quick rap during the verses so like I might just get up and shout like three words but I have to time it so we've we had to rehearse that one um, but it otherwise it's come to rehearsal you know your parts mm -hmm. let's see how it fits together let's tweak it and then move on oh, cool. okay this is kind of a fast one but how long do you think a band rehearsal should be like because I you know there's that you have that those that like golden window where things you're, you're you can be focused and <laughs> at what point does that taper off to like we're just kind of. I honestly, I, yeah, I, I've never, I couldn't really answer that question. I feel about two hours is like the sweet spot, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it just depends on what you're prepping for. Um, Decade divide, <clears throat> we have like six hours of music, but obviously we only play four. So, um, Ryder does a good job. He'll he'll present like the sixteen or eighteen songs we're going to rehearse this week, and it depends on the show. So like set, we're going to play seventies, eighties, nineties. We're going to play eighties, nineties, two thousands. Or what are we prepping for? So that's got to be in your mind. Um, the kickbacks, and I told you before, um, we've in 2021 we probably had four rehearsals. But okay. you know we were all we were always playing out, so that was like why well, have a rehearsal if you've just played it like last weekend? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. so the only time we really had rehearsals was okay. We haven't played these songs in a while, and you know we're going to open for you know shallow side at you know Rockstar Lounge or. We're going to be at Pierre's this weekend, so we want to make sure we're actually 100%. Um, so it's just more of a, what do you got What do you got coming up? I yeah. mean, uh, Sarek, we rehearse every week, but we haven't played out in about two years. And it's uh, it's a lot of fun. We jam. Um, we get about 15 songs in, and then next thing you know, we're just sitting around talking and just enjoying each other's company. So. Kind of about the purpose of the rehearsal, right? Whether, yeah, it's yeah. A, whether you're focused because you have all these shows lined up and you have to know specific material or if it's just like getting together to play music, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, yeah. I, I kind of look at the, for me that I always think of it like a band, is this a, like a band practice band jam or is this like a show rehearsal? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, like two hours are right about it. I mean, I feel like, um, as you're building your rehearsal and you're, you're together the first hour, you're, you know, you have a good time. You're, you're getting into the business of things between one and two hours and about two hours. You're like, okay, all right, what, what are we, have we accomplished what we want to accomplish? Like, are, mm -hmm. how long are we dragging on? And for me, I'm busy. So, like, it's very, and going back to the very first question, like, come prepared, come ready to go, because I can't sit here and watch you guys work your parts out mm -hmm. when I could be doing other things with mm -hmm. not just my life, but just band and music and prepping mm -hmm. for other things. So, um, very, very tight schedule. Yeah, I think I, I would agree with two hours, you guys. Yeah. yeah sure. Two longer. hours, mm -hmm. no longer. It feels like, it feels <laughs> like it always kind of <laughs> no more. You've heard it from less. the panel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so when we get so that that takes us to another good question actually. Uh, so when you get past those hours of the golden opportunity, you know, like or, or even during it, like 
sometimes you know rehearsals go off the rails um you know what what do you do if a rehearsal is going off the rails or or if you're off track or you need to and you just have to get everybody focused depends on the band for me um so going one by one but the kickbacks i'm i'm pretty much the leader of the band and uh i'll just tell my guys let's you know we got to keep going this is what we want to accomplish today let's get through this and we can hang out and do whatever you want uh seric it's always i let them lead and it just depends on how how much they want to play and how much they want to hang out. Like I, it's just like mm-hmm. a. There's really no like once it's off the rails, it's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Soda, we run our set. We've been doing it long enough now, and usually it's a, every week. It's you know ninety minutes worth of music. We'll come to rehearsal, set up ninety minutes worth of music, and then we're done. Um, Decade divide again. It's always prepared. And like here's the songs we're gonna run. Um, writer has to work usually thirds, so like it's six thirty to eight thirty, and then. That's it. You mm-hmm. better get it in because he can't get it finished. And he mm-hmm. usually puts us back on track if it's just like, guys, i got to work. So that's always in, in our mind when we're rehearsing. So mm-hmm. it really just depends. But with the kickbacks, again, you know, we don't rehearse often. But I always have to bring it back to, like, why we're actually here. Hey, we want to get through these songs because we're preparing for our XYZ show. Um, we were preparing, like, at one point we were preparing for the studio or uh, whatever is coming up for us. Nice. Adam beats us with the cattle prod. Sometimes you know you just gotta get them, gotta get them moving. Get that red hot, uh, red hot poker. Tr- I have thrown a drumstick or two at Eric. <laughs> I won't lie. Even during uh, shows, when he gets up, he banter's a little too much, and his dad jokes are just awful. It's his dad jokes are worse than an actual dad. It's so bad. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've I've been known to throw a drumstick or two at him. Yeah, I just kind of if if things are not not working out right for the practice. If we're not having something that's that's coming up, we just kind of call it. We're like, you guys want to just hang out? I think it does depend on the headspace, too. Like, um, sometimes I'll have a rehearsal, and the guys know that, like, if I'm, I'm just in a funk. It's like, I'm doing this because it's professional, and I want to get through it. Mm-hmm. But when it's done, just get the fuck out. Oh, get, get the you know, GTFO, <laughs> like, whatever. Like, I just want to be by myself, but we got to do this. But, um, and again, with Sarah, it's like, we, we're, it's more camaraderie. You know, let's, let's sit down and have a couple drinks and, you know, Mm-hmm. Uh, whatnot, and then uh, play a few songs, and then see how it goes. Like she usually, her gauge is like she'll have a, a glass of water, and when the glass of water is empty, then we'll take another break and just whatever. Nice. So it does depend on the headspace. It does depend on what you're preparing for. And if it just seems like somebody's having a real off day, then you know you just have an off day. And you, mm-hmm. you just you sit. It happens. What yeah. do you want to do? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I feel like for a, I don't know for for us at least at the heartache stuff uh, if. Like we're gonna start. Re- we haven't had rehearsals since October, uh, when our last show was, and we're starting those again in in a week. We we should say we're recording this January second. So yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, we are. Uh, we we have yeah. uh, we've just had a rehearsal. I I hope it went well. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. So th- this episode will be out the eighteenth. So we're we're two weeks past. I, I can't. I don't even travel. remember it. That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, for uh, for me, like knowing like not having any current gigs coming up, it's more like for for me or not, it's less focused. Where it's just oh, yeah. let's let's knock work on we're going to work on new songs. We're going a little bit knock the dust off some old yep. ones. But then like when you get to a time where you have you're like, hey, we've got a gig coming up, uh, and they're expecting a three hour you know thing, and you're gonna you need we we need we need like 35 songs or something then then it's hey like guys let's let's get them in order before we show up and just start knocking them out personally for me those are the easier rehearsals like the the ones that 
because you know like especially like after after you've been working an eight hour day and then come to rehearsal if you have like a very like set plan what Mm -hmm. to do like that that always seems like it just goes smoother most of the time i i think Mm -hmm. i don't know well i've I've, and i and i have written a set list for the rehearsal that we've had yeah i don't know how this is weird i mean the time the time was trying to talk about post past Basically, basically, when we're when we're when we're when we're rehearsing, I will have sent I will have sent a set list. Writer does the same thing. Like I said, with decade, he'll he'll throw in our band chat. He'll be like, "Here's the 16 songs we're gonna rehearse on X date," and then when that date comes up, we pull it up like a set list. We go through it. Um, And again, it just depends on what's coming up. Like if if we haven't played our 70s set in a while, that's pretty much what rehearsal is gonna be. Is all of our 70s song. So so I'm curious from from everybody here, uh, like. How much of performance do you plan at a rehearsal? Are you just practicing through a set of songs? Are you? Do you guys do you practice for like specific tribute bands? Or are you doing like types of stage banter and the way, like the way you the act yeah. so the performance itself with the kickbacks and with Jeff being, I mean, he's, we're going on five years with Jeff, but he's still relatively green. Uh, I call it a script. We call it a script. Mm-hmm. I mean, some songs you know that you're going to have banter, and then there's, um, I I never want to get to a point where the banter gets awkward, and I'm like, okay, am I starting? Because I'm the drummer, and at one point it's like, do I start the song? Are you ready? Are you tuned? Like I don't know that stuff, you know. I don't want to start a song and the guitar's still tuning, or he's still, it's just not, it doesn't even have a pick in his hand or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are some songs where we talk about a script and having certain banter to know, like this is the joke, this is when we're going to start the next song because he's saying whatever mm-hmm. line he's saying um yeah i don't know anything about awkward banter soda so, <laughs> <laughs> soda doesn't really have that i mean we've um it's 90 minutes like pedal full acceleration like it's there's a lot of times we'll play three or four songs like bam 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 so there's no time and the only part of soda that we're trying to stay away from in the banter is if you know system they're very politicized mm-hmm. um, so we're that's the only part of the show that we're leaving out mm-hmm of the authenticity. Um, so it's, it is 90 minutes of, of just music and nice. it's going all the time. Um, decade, they, they have some awkward banner. Well, we're working on that. Um, because we're learning more music so we can just play music. Uh, and then Sarah doesn't really talk. I have to, I have to remember that Sarah doesn't like to talk on the microphone. So I have to do, Hey, we're Sarah. <laughs> and she's, and she just plays the next song. It's okay. Bless you, I, Amy. I, Thank God you came along. <laughs> Man. Yeah. How often? How? Not how often? How long do you guys usually take in between in between songs? Like, is it usually like do you guys tune every time, or do you like try to go like? Well, I, it goes back to like how much do you have prepared? Like, mm-hmm. with, so Soda again. It's we know exactly like as soon as we're done with this song, it's going right into the song. Mm-hmm. Um, we did get to a point where like we, we we talked about a blackout. So like with the bigger well with all of our shows, we the sound guy and the like. I will have a blackout. Mm-hmm. You know, leave the stage, come on the stage, and like who's who's gonna be on the stage now? And and we've taken some songs and like changed the ending a little bit so it's a false ending and people are like, Yeah, and then hype some more. Nice. Um, forgot the question. <laughs> How long do you take in between songs? <laughs> uh, it depends. Mm-hmm. Uh, decades trying to get a little faster with it. Um, I, I try and encourage the kickbacks. Most of the time, you'll notice when it when it comes to a live show and there's banter and there's talking, it's really hard to engage the crowd because 
when you talk, it's a lot different than singing, so yes. it doesn't come out and sound right. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, me included, when you talk, you either mumble um, awkwardly, mm -hmm. or you talk too fast mm -hmm. because you know you're you're just excited and, and anxious, um, or people aren't paying attention, so you ask them something, mm -hmm. and they're not paying attention, and you just feel like okay. Yeah talking to myself it, it probably also makes a difference the type of venue right like i'd imagine like a bar where people are sitting and having food and drinks and chatting amongst themselves versus like a a, a venue where they're coming to see you specifically yeah it, there again it's it's the that's a good point these shows different um again soda is like we're just balls to the wall we play mm -hmm. um it's such a large catalog that yeah, unless you're a true fan we play songs that are b-sides so we want to make sure we keep you engaged. Um, Decade Divide is uh, a lot of like dancier tunes, so um, we don't want to spend a lot of time bantering because we want to keep you engaged. But at the same time, they got a tune and, and you know get a drink or whatever. Um, the kickbacks, I don't know. I just have this. It's like a spider sense or whatever. Like you just kind of get to the point. It's like okay, this is taking a little too long. Let's let's get to the next song. Uh, and then Sarah's always like, we play. She takes a drink. She's ready for the next song. Nice. So it's like, like she's got that down. Like. Uh, one thing I think I, I have to add to that is something that helps for for me for talking is if there's some sort of music underlying underlying my talking. So like just you know picking the just lightly playing the next song like Starting leading up. Band. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. otherwise, like just talking over dead air, I'm, I that's when it gets awkward. Yeah. It feels weird. Yep. I'll have to try that. Yeah, no. I, I, I can't talk and play at the same time, though, mostly, so... <laughs> I, I've started trying to do that. Like, whenever Amy's talking, I'll, I'll start slowly playing the next song and leading into it. That's actually a really great idea. I, I, I'm going to take some of these suggestions to heart, because <laughs> I, I feel like I'm the king of awkward banter. I, I think that's just... It, it always is awkward, because unless you have, like, your dedicated 50 or 100 people in the crowd, you're literally having an onstage conversation with people that you have you don't know them mm -hmm. and you're trying to fill the void because you're tuning or um, whatever is happening on stage and you're trying to fill that some time uh, but again like I said when you when you, a lot of bands got to realize when you are bantering you do have to slow down you you do have to make sure that you're not dragging it on because they came to see music and not comedy mm -hmm. so what what we might For think sure. is funny may not hit a chord with anybody out there and again I'll, I'll say with eric you know he says some dad jokes that i'm just like dude like, <laughs> nobody gets that <laughs> nobody's laughing because it's only funny to just you <laughs> like wah, wah. <laughs> so oh man those are awkward those are oh, yeah. rough all right man let's start this off come on okay <laughs> let's just start <laughs> that's pretty good though <laughs> I got. I only got one other thing. I think in here that I skipped and came came back to the the most unpleasant part of the the band rehearsal kind of thing. Like, uh, how do you talk? How do you talk to band members if they're not pulling weight or or frequently show up unprepared or just you know just they're just not <laughs> listen here, Topher. I'm sick of your crap. You better. Oh. <laughs> Because it's, you know, yeah, like a lot of times you're in a band and you're in a band with your friends and people that you, everyone gets along and like, I, so if somebody would, isn't yeah. there, like it's, you I was know. just thinking that. I, I think with us, like the bands and the, the bandmates that we have, we have that relationship to be like, hey man, you're sucking today, what's up? You know, mm -hmm. is everything cool? Like, is it is this music related or why, why don't you have this down? Um, 
for those bands that are literally just professional, like, here's your sheet music, we'll see you for like one or two rehearsals because we're going to play this show and then that's it. I mean, we may never play again, um, that's a lot different. Mm -hmm. um, but speaking to us and like the groups that we're in, um, I will say with Decade Divide it's a lot more like disciplined. None of us have time to fool around so we all recognize that and when it gets off rails, writers like, hey, I gotta go to work, like I said. Mm -hmm. you know, He's got two hours and that's it. So we have to get it all in. Um, I'm kind of the dad with the kickbacks, if you didn't know. Oh, really? <laughs> no. So the way that I can talk to them is both I talk to them you know, as equals and sometimes I'm like, dude, man, <laughs> you suck, what's going on? Like, I'll, I'll just tell them like, straight up, you know, I ain't got time for this. Like, if you want to rehearse and you wanna do this, then come at me, bro, no. Um, <laughs> It one, is a lot different depending on who you're talking to. One thing I think is important, and I think it's something you're really good at, as much as I hate to compliment you on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I think you're really good at is recognizing when somebody isn't prepared versus who's just having straight a bad day. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, because you have those days where, like, you know the person's prepared, you know they know their stuff, and then, but like, you know, just that they're 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 not having something good going on yeah. in their yeah. life. And, Musicians, yeah. we're all we're all emotional beasts. And that, but that's yeah. also like with with the kickbacks, for instance. Like if if usually that's like after during a show, like you can recognize like, hey, like, are you amped up? Did you did you drink too much? You know, are you just are you did you have a rough day today and it's carrying into the show? Mm -hmm. Like, what's going on? Um, as a drummer, uh, a lot of times, like if I can't get, it sounds tedious but you see drummers like move things like a quarter of an inch like if if things aren't in the right spot it can throw you completely yeah. um so like for me it's sometimes like dude like i'm in a tight space or this symbol's too close to me or this isn't right or uh, whatever so it's the, it, you do know the people you're playing with and you know their level of professionalism and like you all got to know what your goal is for the rehearsal like are we are we mm -hmm. coming in because we got a big show to prepare for are we coming in because it's routine you know is this just a it's another tuesday and we're having another practice or um what is the what is the end game for today you know mm -hmm. and that's yeah. i mean I've, I've had uh i've had bands where people have come in you know like it's their time to party and like they've they come in drinking and it, it's just it's not easy to maintain a uh, a good focus that way and like so there are times I've had to tell people like hey after we, we can we can party after but like yeah. let's let's focus through this yeah but that approach again depends on who you're talking to like yeah. some people you've got to be very strict and very direct and some people like hey dude slow down <laughs> Yeah, hands are so soft. I showered Ooh. today. <laughs> uh, oh, good. Yeah, I think, it, and that depends, right? Like, it's like, is this a is this a rehearsal or is this like hangout, like jam session? You know, that's totally different. Yeah, I, I, like well, yeah, depends on what your in game is for the yeah. rehearsal. Are you preparing for a show, or are you just trying to make sure you knock the rust off? Like, I, like. The rehearsal you just had rehearsal rust is gone so I take them to a consideration when preparing and when preparing the bands uh, or at least you know the kickbacks and soda and decade uh, and Matt regats who um, is technically our sound technician same way I, I'll work with him and I get a lot of feedback from him like you know what, what are we trying to do this rehearsal are we just trying to get through the songs like um, are, are there any ideas we want to have like we, 
I don't know the name of the song. I think it's Toxicity. Like, we get past the first, um, the second chorus, and we literally stop the song. Like, everybody's hyped, and then we stop the song. And it's like, no, let's let's speed it back up. But, mm -hmm. you know, what are you trying to accomplish in the rehearsal? Make sure everybody's on the same page. Um, cool. Just, I would just say, like, anytime you go into, you got to know what you're doing the music for, uh, and preparedness, like, are you doing it because you're trying to make money? Are you mm -hmm. doing it because you want to have a good time? I mean, you got to find your motivation so that way it can carry into the rehearsal. Yeah. So, that's cool. Cool. yeah, nice. You want to plug anything before? I mean, you got you got the four bands we'd already talked about. Cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, just yeah. yeah. All right. You no, know, support your local scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want to thank Chris Collier for being here to talk with us today about band rehearsals, and uh, we'll move on to the next segment. All right, so moving on to our musical feature. Uh, this week we are featuring the music of Jonah Leatherman. Remember, if you are watching this on YouTube, you will have to go down uh, and find the link to this week's featured song in the description uh, because we don't want our feature or ourselves to get uh, tagged by YouTube's copyright. Um, if you are listening to this on any other platform, uh, we'll be playing the featured song at the end. Hey, everybody. It's Jonah Leatherman here. The song that we're going to share with you on the program is called Strings. Strings is a song about processing the unconscious behaviors that manifest into our lives, often without our knowledge or consent. It was recorded at Off the Cuff Sound in Fort Wayne, Indiana on a 24-track 3M tape machine and mastered at the Boiler Room in Chicago. You can find Strings, among other songs, on my new full-length album out January 21st, available on streaming and vinyl formats. Thank you to Woodwire and Watts for having me on the program, and thanks for listening. Next week, we'll be talking all things fuzz. Just a reminder, if you are on YouTube, to like and subscribe. Uh, and if you are on any other platforms, uh, feel free to like us there as well. It would be great. And if you want, have any comments you want to leave, tell us how much you love us or how we have no idea what we're doing. Whatever you want to say. Just or if you want to cyberbully Topher. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like we, we we uh you know that'll help us decide what to talk about in the future also our patreon is up and live you can now help support the show for as little as one dollar we have some cool stuff for different levels but any support for the show even if it's just a like a share or whatever really helps so that's it for this week thanks for joining us on woodwire and watts uh until next time tune up crank the volume let it rip